Home. It is more than four walls and a roof. Home is a feeling. I'm Jennifer Stagg, and I believe that home is the most important place on the planet. Here, I dive into all things home, whether it's tips from my latest DIY project or interviews that examine what gives a house that something special. Join me as I get to the heart of the home. Welcome to Heart of the Home podcast. Occasionally, we have a guest on our show, and we like to dive into what makes their house a home and their design aesthetic. And today, we have one such guest. We're going to be chatting with Kara Newhart. The Heart of the Home continues in just a moment. Hey, everyone. Popping on here to tell you about our latest collection drop on Stag Design. It's our art collection. These are beautiful, large-scale, very high-quality art pieces that will mix seamlessly with our current collection pillows and fabrics and wallpapers. You can check it all out on stagdesignshop.com. Hi, Kara. Thanks for being here. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. Kara, for those of our listeners out there who aren't familiar with you, can you sort of tell us a little bit about you, where you're located, and, and sort of how you got into this design and DIY space? Yeah, so I'm a designer and content creator around in the DIY home area. And um, just to keep my story short, because I could go on, it's kind of a windy path. But I grew up, my dad was a contractor, and so... In high school, when all my friends were getting fun retail jobs with cookie discounts, I was installing electrical outlets and crawling around in hot attics. Um, So I learned early on kind of the power of DIY, how to learn how to use power tools and how to kind of do that in my own spaces. I was always redecorating my room in high school. Um, And then come time for college, my dad kind of pushed me towards business. So I majored in business, um, minored in art, because there was still a piece of me that just wanted to be creative, wanted to make something. So after college, I went into oil and gas finance, which seems so long ago and so different from what I'm doing now. Um, And really, my heart wasn't in it. It was a corporate job, and it just didn't fit my creative um, passion. So slowly but surely, I became a content creator, first starting with a fashion blog, and then pivoting into home design. I started adding lifestyle stuff to my blog, And it turned out that the home stuff was resonating way better than anything else. So it took a hard right turn and became a home and DIY blogger exclusively. And now I get to empower women every day to design homes they are in love with and DIY big. So diving in power tools, making big stuff and creating stuff from scratch um, and kind of guiding people along on that journey. Yeah, that's quite a pivot going from oil and gas, which is your first career, uh, to DIY and design. How have you found that your past life career has has been implemented into your current passions? Absolutely. So besides just the practical stuff of like being a business owner and owning my own business, um, there's a lot of parallels between like the boys clubs. So oil and gas is still kind of a male-dominated industry, even down to the title that I had when I was working in that field, which was land man. Even as a woman, (laughs) my title was a land man. You were like, I'm a land woman. I'm a land woman, yeah. So a lot of what I'm doing now, it still kind of has that boys club vibe. When you walk into a home improvement store, sometimes you're the only girl. If you happen to be dressed up from whatever you're doing before, you stick out like a sore thumb. And people underestimate you. People are like amazed that I can use power tools when a male peer, they would never be shocked. They would never be like, wow, how do you do that? How can you use power tools? Like, 
you don't have to open arms. <laughs> I so think that's such, yeah, I think that's such an important role to play in this world. You know, in, in our interior design firm, we interact a lot with contractors and occasionally we come in contact with a contractor or a, you know, someone, someone in that zone who, who is, doesn't really like interacting with women or doesn't really like taking orders from women. And, and I think it's important for women who are working in male dominated industries or, or who have to come in contact with, with men who maybe aren't used to it to, you know, not apologize for being a woman in that space and be very professional. And, and, you know, it, I feel like it's a little bit of like education, isn't it? Like, Mm Uh yes, I, I know this is different for you. (laughs) I know this is a different interaction for you, but it's going to be okay. And this is, you know, let's talk to each other like we're (laughs) professionals. Exactly. Absolutely. I know that I'm switching gears a little bit. I know that color is really important to your um, design philosophy and your design aesthetic. Can you sort of talk about your beliefs on color in spaces? Mm, Yeah. So I think color is a really tough one because it, a lot of people shy away from it or they maybe, I don't know, are scared to use it because it can be too playful or it can be too vibrant. Um, But color for me is just, I think your space should be an expression of your personality and color is the easiest way to do that. And it's also the easiest way to transform your space. I mean, that's kind of like design 101 when you get into DIYing your house is like paint, paint it, you know, like change the color. Um, and so for me, it's like it goes so much deeper because it can really influence, I think, the vibe of your space, how it makes you feel, and then even your mood. So it's not just like an aesthetic I like in terms of what it looks like, but it, it goes really deep for me into like, what vibe do I want to create so that my house like serves me and welcomes me home and it's like a like a hug. But it's also like playful. You know, you get to experiment, you get to play around. And I think it's one of the few areas some of us as adults have to be really creative and really, um, I don't know, kind of ask for our crayons back and play around with color. Yeah. And while I, d- I definitely think that there there is a lot of skill involved with painting well, painting mm-hmm. is kind of one of those things that really anybody can do, right? Yeah. Where we're yeah. working with power tools or building furniture or, or even approaching a whole room design is sometimes really intimidating. Absolutely. Anybody can go down to a paint store and get a gallon or two of paint and some primer and, and sort of muddle through. And aren't you always amazed to what an instant transformation it is when you paint a room oh, a different color. We just oh, yeah. actually painted our, our bedroom for a room makeover that we have coming up. And it is amazing the power of the, it can change the mood. It can change the yeah. feel. It, it changes yeah. your energy when you're in a space. It just, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, I always say that paint has the power to make you feel energized, make you feel calm. Yeah. Like it's sort of like, don't you, don't you think it's sort of like music? Like music can Absolutely. pump you up. Like if you're, yeah. you're not in your favorite jam or something like uh-huh. paint is sort of similar in that way. Yeah. And I think it's also beautiful because it's one of those things where like, obviously as we grow and change, our house needs to grow and change along with us through all these seasons of life. But it's not always feasible to like redecorate your entire house just because your season of life has changed. But you can do that with paint. Like you can really change an entire space, an entire mood in a space with just, you know, not that much money and not that much talent. And so that's what's exciting to me. It's like, while I love teaching women to like dive in big, 
I know there's so many people out there that don't have time. Like they're full-time moms. They work full-time. They just, maybe they're intimidated to use power tools. So teaching them how to use paint in their space and use color to really transform as the main tool is, yeah, so powerful. So you have sort of like a method that you go through when it comes to helping people pick their, their perfect paint palette. Yeah. Talk about that method and what tips you have for our listeners. So I think the very first thing that people maybe skip over is, you know, they go to the paint wall and they start pulling swatches. But really, you have to understand the way that color palettes work. And that's really going to help guide you and give you a lot more framework to work within rather than just trying to figure out which color is your color. So the thing I tell people is there's kind of like a few different areas of the palette that you need to know. So there's the whites, there's neutrals, then there's a pure hued area. So we're thinking like bright colors, pure, bright, vibrant red kind of colors. And then we have muted tones and then shades and tints. So just to break down that terminology, it's so simple, but a muted tone is basically you are tuning the color down by taking its complement and adding that to it. So red, you're gonna add a little bit of green and it's gonna turn that bright, bright hue down a little bit and mute it. And then with shades and tints, you're doing a similar thing, but you're using black and white. So you're adding black to the red to get a shade or you're adding white to the red to get a tint. So basically those are the ways that we can take that bright, vibrant hue and turn it down a little bit. And so I like to tell people to look for those cues, like stay away from the bright, crazy, vibrant stuff. Unless you really know what you're doing, that can get so busy, so bright, mm -hmm. and it can start to look like a kindergarten classroom, a little bit too playful. And a lot of the women that I'm working with are really going for that chic, sophisticated vibe that's still colorful, but it's not like overly playful. So yeah, we're looking for those muted tones, those shaded tones, and those tints. That's my best strategy is like kind of understanding that color palette. Now you can know like, okay, let's go for colors that are a little more subtle. And the other funny thing is like when you put them in your space, if you put a muted tone in your space, it's going to look bright. Like it's going to look colorful. My guest room that I did, I picked a shade right off the paint wall that was, it looked really gray. It was a little bit bluish. But once I got it in the space and got it on the wall, like it looks navy. It looks very, very blue. So you're going to get enough color even though it doesn't look like it when you're comparing it, you know, on the paint wall. Yeah, I always tell people, you know, I, I actually I have a client who loves really, really, really bold colors. And, yeah. you know, she kind of wanted to go bold in every room on the paint mm -hmm. colors. And I, I had yeah. to say, you know, you can't go big everywhere because then it every looks time. like <laughs> rainbow bright threw up in your house. Like you yes, have to be yes. selective about those pops and colors. And there's there's other ways to incorporate those colors into your yeah. space without splashing it everywhere. Now, Absolutely. I do love a bold space. I love bold paint colors, but they have to be done very thoughtfully. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What colors are you drawn to personally? Like pink and yellow is just kind of steals the show for me every time. I love kind of the feminine implications of pink and also just the bright, sunshiny feel of yellow. And then having them together, it's like kind of a warm, rosy palette. So. Yellow is a hard color to decorate with. I'm surprised yeah. to hear you say that. Yellow is a, yellow is a tough one when you're designing mm -hmm. a space. What's, how do you incorporate yellow into a room? So yellow is usually my accessories, throw pillows. I have a bright yellow couch. Um, I like to do mustard yellow. But yeah, I think the reason it's tough is because like most of the lights we have in our home have a yellow cast. Mm -hmm. So it can be really weird to try to put yellow in a space. But I think as a photographer, kind of knowing light temperatures, that's like my some of my background was being a portrait photographer for a short second there. 
but um, kind of knowing how your light like cast on your walls, whether you, you're using like a cool light bulb, a really yellowish light bulb, like that's going to affect your color too. So, which is, I mean, really the reason you have to bring samples. You cannot just pick a paint color, put it on the wall. You have to really try it out in the space because you have to see what the light does. But. Yeah. And I always say like, test it out on your wall. And then let it sit there for 24 hours and look yes, at it in yes. every different light, right? Like morning Absolutely. light is different than mm-hmm. evening light, is different from mm-hmm. lamp light at night. It's all yes. different. What would you say to somebody who's really nervous about using color in their space? Yeah. So I have like one basic tip and then kind of a three-pronged strategy that I'll give you. So my tip is obviously start small, um, go with accessories, go with things that are inexpensive that you can change out and let yourself experiment. Let yourself bring stuff into the space and just see how it looks. Because if you're new to color, you might not really know exactly you know, what to expect when you're bringing color into your space. And then my tips for kind of making sure it's not overpowering. Number one, anchor it with a neutral. So make sure you have enough neutrals in your space so that your eyes have somewhere to rest, your eyes have somewhere... It's not busy and not overloaded with color. So whether that's a neutral wall, a really neutral rug, um, even down to curtains. I had one room in my previous living room that I painted this bright teal wall and then had these long, big white curtains that hung in front of it. So that kind of balanced it out. The second tip is to make sure you repeat pops of color throughout a space. So if you just have one color in one place, especially if it's a bright hue, like your eye is going to be instantly drawn there. But when you repeat it through multiple places in your space, it kind of helps your eye be guided around the room. And so you're not just like focusing on a bright red low pillow that's on the couch. So I like to repeat um, every color I'm using in the space at least three times. And when I say every color, maybe that's like a, you know, there's a bright yellow. There's a little bit like deeper yellow. I'm not re- replicating the exact same hue, but I'm making sure to spread the yellow out at least three times in my space. And then my third tip, if you're using really, really bright, vibrant colors, another good idea is to balance it out with some greenery. If you think about when we usually see bright colors, it occurs in nature a lot. Usually it's flowers with some grass underneath. So there's a lot of greenery that gives color context. So I think if you're scared of using bright colors, anchoring it with some greenery, some plants in your space, kind of help it look like it belongs there. Um, so those are my best three tips when you're first diving into using really bright, really bold colors. Yeah. And I would add, you know, something that we do with our design firm is that we come up with sort of a a guiding, we call it a direction, a home direction, but but yeah. sort of like a color palette that guides our the whole home. And while you're talking yeah. about repeating colors in a space, like we take that a little bit further and, and repeat those select colors throughout the house so that when you're yeah. walking yeah. from from one room to another, it's not mm-hmm. to say that every room has the exact same color palette or the exact same feel, but it gives sort yeah. of an easiness. Like for example, yeah. you know, in, in my home, the Stag Reno, dark navy is a really common theme. And so if you walk through like our kitchen island is this dark navy color. But then if you walk into Mm -hmm. the front room, there's a throw pillow or two that are dark navy. If you walk into the master bedroom, there's a little bit of navy in one of the pillows. And, and that's just it, it just it it kind of puts you at ease, right? It makes you, it's a weird subconscious thing. But when colors carry throughout a room, you subconsciously kind of go, okay, like it makes sense. It puts you at ease. It doesn't make you feel like 
the room, the house is sort of schizophrenic <laughs> and a different right. personality in every room. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's such an important tip. Yeah. Having like that common thread. So your house feels cohesive. It's so important. And I think especially when you get into like a DIY design space where people are doing decor themselves, it's like that's something that is missed a lot of times because I think people just hop on Pinterest and they're like, I want this room in my living room and this room over here. And like thinking about how your house flows together is like, I mean, that's why you have interior design experts because it's just such a bigger picture, like more cohesive, like thought process for sure. You know, going back to how you're kind of a, a woman in a male-dominated field, you know, you were in your past career and you've sort of done that a little bit again. What would you say to, to somebody who maybe they don't have a presence in their life that, that you know, can help them with a project, a man, so to speak? They don't have that in their life, but they're still wanting to tackle a DIY project or a big paint project or, or something like that. What little tip would you give them to, to make them feel like they can do this? Yeah, absolutely. So my first tip is like, you can do more by yourself than you think. Like, obviously, it's nice to have an extra set of hands. But a lot of the projects I'm tackling, I'm doing all by myself. And sometimes it's crazy stuff, like lifting a giant headboard onto a wall. And I use a bucket, you use leverage. So there's like little tips and strategies that you can use to do stuff by yourself. But also just like find a community, find people that want to DIY their house too, and then help each other. Um, that's probably my number one tip is like helping people get plugged into community, whether that's your best friend and you're both new to it and you're on YouTube and you're like, okay, how do we do this? Let's figure it out together. Because it's not even just like the extra set of hands, but it's having a different perspective to bounce ideas off of. And like, should I do this? Should I try this? What do you think? Do you think this would work? Like that is so, so, so valuable. And I think it's so important to find, yeah, whether it's just one person that you're interested, is interested in it with you, or whether you can kind of build a community. Um, And the way I've done that is like finding people online and then getting to take that offline and go visit each other and work on projects together. And that's available to everyone. You don't have to be a DIY blogger or a professional designer. Um, You know, it's more effort to build that yourself, but it's worth it. I love that. Like, hey, girlfriends, we all want to give our space a lift and none of us really know what we're doing. So yeah. let's have a little YouTube party, figure it out, and then support each mm-hmm. other. I love that idea. Yeah. Um, where can people find you? So you're obviously based in Houston. Uh, where yeah. can people find you online? Yeah. So if you're looking for like DIY tutorials, um, all my space reveals, you can have a head to the blog at neverskipbrunch.com. And then I also have a podcast that's kind of there to empower people for the mindset stuff, design strategies. And if you want to visit that, it's called Make Space podcast and it is like a home design DIY show. So fun. Awesome. And where are you on, on Instagram? Yeah. Instagram is just at never skip brunch. Okay. Thanks so much, Kara Newhart for joining us today. It was so fun chatting with you. Go keep going on into those hardware stores where you're the only girl. Oh, yeah. Do it. Oh yeah, I will. We're in pink and all. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Of course, you can head over to the show notes. We'll link Kara up there. And as always, thanks so much for listening to Heart of the Home. Do you follow us on Instagram yet? We're Stag Design, S-T-A-G-G with two Gs. We cover all kinds of things on Instagram, whether it's peaks of our latest projects, 
We even give some coupon codes occasionally for our product line. And we also just share behind the scenes what it's like to run a small business with a young family. So give us a click on Instagram. We hope you'll follow us and also give us a little shout out.